Well, hello, Leanna. How are you? I'm tired this week, Ed. Yeah, I've been one of those weeks. I mean, your weeks weeks are jam-packed. I don't know how you do it. Much respect. I don't know how you do it. I don't know. I keep trying to figure out what can I say no to, and it's like, nothing. Not really. It well, I mean, the weather's not been great this year. It's well, it's been, been a, a lot of rain. Way. A lot of rain. Yeah, it it's just been super weird this year. Well, um, speaking of super weird, there is much to talk about today that falls into that category. We're it's been another weird week, hasn't we're, it? We're gonna talk uh within the show about the uh uh, newest Trump indictment um, <laughs> about the sad news about Prime Minister Trudeau and his, uh, I guess, now uh, separated wife, uh, Sophie. But uh, first, I'd like to talk about idiots. Okay. If you don't mind. Trump uh, doesn't factor into that? Uh, well, it, oh, oh, it does. Uh, there's a specific type of idiot. Now, the uh, the Barbie movie, as we discussed, it has brought out in people this uh in men like i've never seen so many supposed men's men so butthurt about being lampooned by about an aspect of masculinity being lampooned in a movie i've not been there's some they talk they call people on the left snowflakes the truth is these guys are the snowiest of snowflakes it it's weird to me because I mean I just watched uh, Castle the Castlevania cartoon on Netflix. Castlevania based on the video the game video series. game yeah I mean okay loosely <laughs> so loosely but you know in that it's all you know it's written by a guy but it's full of women affectionately just you know borderline bullying some of the men on the show and it's supposed to be this strong female behavior and i see guys thinking that show is great but then other other things like the barbie movie or the he-man cartoon oh those hate men and i i don't like this thing where telling somebody they need somebody to run them for their own good is affectionate I, I mean, because I see the impact it has on men in real life with day job stuff. And it, uh, it's so interesting to me that they'll, the complete cognitive dissonance in the reactions. It's like they're told something is anti-male, so they'll lose it on it. But they don't do their own thinking. And to me, not thinking like an individual is the least strong thing you can do well it doesn't take much strength of character or independent spirit to simply govern yourself according to some pre you know pre-cut out definition of manhood or actions or performances that are supposed to mean that you're a man like if you're a if you're a, 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 a real man man doesn't walk around being concerned about whether they are perceived as a man-man. They, they simply are. And I bring this up because there's this story out of Australia. And, you know, every now and again, you okay. have this impression that Australian men are just you know, giant buttheads. 
Okay, uh, and it, then I it, it it depends. I have some Australian clients. They're not like that, but even they comment on how ridiculous it can be. So, and th- this knocked me for a loop. I'm I as you know, I am quite used to stupidity, but every now and again, something like knocks me on my butt. This one, a study conducted by researchers from the Australian National University, examined four thousand. 897 Australian men and women about their attitudes towards meat consumption and self-rated genders, okay? They found that nearly three-quarters, again, nearly 75% of male respondents would rather have a decade taken off their life than give up eating meat. It's... Okay. uh, It's like they believe that not eating meat is going to take away their masculinity. Okay, I mean, keep in mind there's a particular insult aimed at men who are vegetarians, so... Oh, yeah, I get called uh, soy boy. Soy boy, yeah. There's this stupid myth that going vegetarian increases your estrogen counts. And Uh, and the thing is, I'm not even a vegetarian. Yeah, People are doing really ridiculous things with so-called science. Full disclosure, I well, I'm a pescatarian. I eat fish. But, you know, I eat a lot of vegetarian because you can only eat so much blinking fish. But uh, it, you can do it. And anybody who's seen my Twitter feed or my, you know, online content, I kind of eat people for breakfast so you can be tough and be meatless it's not wait a minute wait a minute how can you be a pescatarian and eat people well that don't count that was a metaphor oh yeah okay good um personally i have less issues with you know violence against some people than violence against helpless animals but that's just i know that's not a good thing that's just a baseline it's not it's not a bad it's not a bad thing well, no, it, it probably is a bad thing, but I, I I disclose that stuff so people can get a sense of where my bias is on a given issue. There are people may not remember this movie. There was a movie in the 70s called Soylent Green, which was yeah. about world food shortages. And a product came out that uh, called Soylent Green, which came in a can and uh, people it, it was allowing people to eat like it was filling the food. And then eventually they discover what Soylent Green is made of. And the famous line is, Soylent Green is people. They're they're making yeah. it from human beings. And right. my thought is, you know what? If if that's going to start, I have a list of idiots, more like horrible people I know, who, you know what, make Soylent Green of them. I'm fine with it. I, I mean, I somebody would have to consume that rottenness, though, and I'm not sure I'm okay with that. Okay, but that's... That's uh, that's uh, uh, hoodoo. That I, uh, ho- I have, I I admit, I have. What is it? The Winston Tunnel in uh, Atlas Shrugged. I have. Uh, whoa, whoa! Uh, I thought I was doing deep cut with Soylent Green, and you bring out hand. Uh, you bring what, out Atlas what's Shrugged. The, what's the name? What's the name of that scene in Ayn Rand's book where she details all the people? It is the Winston Tunnel. Yeah. Um, and all the people who were alleged innocents and the things they'd done. I have days like that. I admit that 
very few people are truly innocent these days. The normal people do such horrible things. It's it's weird too that people treat that book like some sort of you know nonfiction work of nonfiction instead right. of somebody writing a story, and that's uh, I I find it interesting the way people judge things in life based on kind of what they're supposed to think instead of really thinking um on my 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 other show it's not therapy i've been talking a lot about critical thinking and this week the show's on ego and uh oh, yeah it was a hell of a show by the way thanks i mean i actually interviewed a rabbi for an upcoming show that one was great i'm looking um, forward to that the ego show was it it was i mean all your shows are and i say this not trying to just you know be a, a a butt kisser all of your shows are so are very informative and i i, I find myself listening I'm like whoa that's what i've been thinking or that's what what i've been dealing with and like it's just wow you're putting words to things i didn't know there were words for and now i can figure stuff out before i couldn't figure stuff out about and that ego show uh it was uh it was great for people to really understand the role it plays I mean, yeah, and not just men, but, you know, men like with this meat study are particularly nailed by it because of the the social conformity. And there's actually a uh, condition. I think I may have mentioned it briefly in the show, normative male alexithymia. That is basically just it's a big fancy word describing how men have trouble putting their feelings into words. And well, because you know what? Men aren't taught to do that. Men are taught to not talk about feelings. Right. Years ago, uh, on the late night show, when Humble Howard was a co-host, there this is before Spike TV. The idea of a men's channel was like mm-hmm. uh, way out there, and a rumor started that there's going to be a men's channel. So we did a fake program schedule mm-hmm. for the men's channel, and right. uh, one of the things we had was 8 p.m. talking about feelings, 8:02 Baywatch. Right. You know, so and you know what that I that's kind of cool as far as as I'm I'm concerned. I think we do have an issue in modern culture demonizing dumb stuff for, you know, just entertainment for men and women. But, uh, you know, Baywatch was fairly harmless in the grand scheme of things. In the grand scheme of things. It wasn't um... Andrew Tate. But I mean, that he just apparently ended house arrest. But the fact that he, the fact that Andrew Tate is a thing, he didn't brainwash anyone except maybe the women he allegedly trafficked. But you know, the people that flock to him—that's a pre-existing itch that a guy like him is scratching. Wow. And we love to blame the media, and we love to blame uh video games and guys like andrew tate but we never talk about no validate and nurture your sons please you know well okay the the first of all the australian guys who would rather have a decade taken off their life and stop eating meat if they keep eating meat in huge uh, amounts well, it, they will it, lose it, 10 years off their life well, from colon cancer it, yeah especially if it's fatty cuts of meat or fried meat or you know the the less healthy stuff 
But like, also, I mean, men die younger than women of all things. I, I detailed this on It's Not Therapy this week uh, with uh, suicide and uh, illnesses and accidents. There's well, this... is that partially because men typically are hesitant to go to doctors when there's a problem and they only go when it's become really serious and you can't do crap about it? It's like, that's it, buddy. Um, that a lot of people do that. Uh, women do that because no, I have to look after my kids. I have to look after my family. Uh, part of it is the risk taking part of it is loneliness. And this is not, we, we keep treating normative male behavior and normative female behavior as things that are innate and they're not, they're, they're socially programmed. And the the sooner we start recognizing that we are doing this to ourselves and that it's not women have it good and men have it bad or men have it bad and women have it good. It's like, no, we have these stupid artificial things that are hurting different types of people in different ways. But everybody's getting slammed by this and just a lot of these arguments come down to fights over funding which suggests the funding model is just broken. We don't do what what works. We do what is going to sound good in a political talking point. And that's just messed up. Well, the uh, I mean, for guys, typically, uh, you you know, when you're younger and something hurts or whatever, you talk, walk it off, walk it off. I mean, I had a gym teacher, Mr. McIntyre. Uh, if he's still alive, then he is undead. Because he was nearly dead when I had him as a gym teacher. Um, everything with him, if if uh, one of the like when we had, when we had crossover co-ed classes, if a, a girl got injured, it was ser- you know it was taken seriously. Guy got injured, walk it off, walk it off. It's like oh, you, you could, get you get that in ballet class too. Do you? Because like with Mr. McIntyre, um, you could have you could lose a foot to a bear trap on the on the. Uh, the the uh, field and he would t- just walk it off walk it off like, and oh that's- girls is it's all in your head it's psychosomatic you're it's just anxiety it's just stress you're not really hurt you're faking because you're an emotional wreck well i mean uh i don't know which one is uh more unhealthy how well, about it's equal the same it's the same this is what i'm saying it's it's using stereotypes to force people to do things against their you know they teach we're taught not to listen to our bodies we're taught to hate our limits instead of embracing them so that we can work with them and be more productive and i I think also in some cases the uh the person is telling you to walk it off or that it's all in your head i think they just don't want to have to deal with it well they're not dealing with their own stuff they think what they're doing is working for them they're really so deep in denial. They might as well be in Egypt. Oh, it. Yeah, that was corny. I apologize. <laughs> Nonetheless, but very I, accurate. I, yeah, I, I can't swear on this podcast. So I end up telling a lot of dad lines. <laughs> okay, well, fair. So we should know that every time you tell a dad joke. Yeah, it's I'm really actually, you're actually swearing. Foul. Yeah, I'm trying to avoid uh, 
I'm, I'm trying to avoid the swears because it's just uh yeah, what I, I really want to say I, yeah that makes me better limits can make you better well I remember when uh John Chris Velucci got the rights to Ren and Stimpy yeah and he could do whatever he wanted and he made these horrible like like Ren and Stimpy was vulgar funny these were vulgar not funny and well, full of sex got- stuff and yeah. there was, it wasn't funny. Like it's comedy exists by brushing up against the line, like teasing uh, uh, the line and going way over the line, having no limits. Like a kite rises against the wind. Okay, but there's a shining example of people like that. I mean, he was always eccentric, right? Apparently, he became quite a not nice person. And uh, I mean, with the the strike that's on, in Hollywood right now, people think some wild things about people who work in entertainment. And we people don't want to know that all the glamour, all the confidence, it's pretty fake. There's a lot of broken people walking around Hollywood. They they did a clip. I just saw it this morning of how reality shows work. Oh, 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 tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. And how reality show contestants are misled. I mean, it's not new. It's been known, at least in the business, which is why I don't watch reality shows, that, you know, they're denied food and sleep, but given near unlimited alcohol. And they push people to the breaking point and manufacture conflicts. Like uh, the the example they used in this one show, Blind Love. I believe was the name of the show featured in the video, but it's far from the only one. I've heard this about a lot of reality, but uh, they uh, had the guy, a woman, the woman came down with a stomach bug and it was during COVID. So she was given a COVID test, but told, well, you could still test positive 24 hours later. So you have to stay in your room. And that was the day that they all met the uh other contestants and then the hosts the the Lachey's host that show not that they knew this was going on but uh so they they had the woman alone for two or three hours didn't tell the guy that she just had a panic attack and told him to go in and talk about the party she'd missed and you know and he was mic'd and he didn't These... know she just Go had, like that's disgusting they were making him look awful artificially these people are the, the like the people who arrange this these are soulless uh reptilian brained the thing is plagues on humanity they have the... zero like they care they're only not, about creating a, a television show they don't care at all about people no, I saw this. I saw this. There's something trained in this stuff. Because I saw this when, when we were on TV. And I always ended up the bad guy, but I stand for what I did. Because they they tell each other that people who want to be on camera or people who are willing to be on camera are just shallow narcissists who aren't really human. And they, quote unquote, know what they signed up for. And they know what they signed up for is used to excuse a whole bunch of abusive behaviors. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I saw it with the dancers on the show. 
the the crews who you know thought had this self-concept that they respected women treated those girls like garbage and talked to them like they were just you know subhuman and you know just a attention seeking little and they were hired for certain skills and then i'd go in there and go don't you dare talk to them that way and then i get labeled a problem it's a systemic thing it's no one wants to rock the boat so everybody just says it's a follow the leader oh these people are okay to pick on and people stop thinking because if they stop if they start thinking about what they've been doing then they feel bad and no one wants to feel bad so they just keep behaving bad so they don't have to think about what they're doing and feel bad and it it sounds nonsensical oh yes it i see it so often in people that this is a thing this is not this is not an isolated incident you know what i've uh stopped doing recently based on what you're saying there i see a thing um i've stopped making certain types of walmart jokes because uh, I, yeah, I'm torn on that one on certain kinds of Walmart yeah. jokes, because some of them are really making fun of people who don't have a lot of money. Right. And right. I am tired of this uh, worship of rich people and this treatment of people who don't have a lot of money as if they're uh, pathetic um uh, worthy of us be you know being made fun of more people have trouble making ends meet than there are mega rich people and oh, yeah. I, uh, I i do not like this idea that a life lived uh without a lot of excess money is a wasted life or a squalid life or needs to be an unhappy life because that's just bull programming the fact well, is yeah. there is i mean there are obvious stresses in a life where you're not sure, you know, which bill you're going to pay this month. But the idea that's that in this society that some people's worth comes from how their net worth. I, I've I've got a real problem, especially since doing the radio show overnight and mm. talking to a lot of people who've got problems and who are on, uh, you know, disability or who work, uh, you know, grindy jobs. Uh, that don't yeah. pay them a lot of money. And these people have a nobility to them. They got a sense of humor. They're, uh, you know, I, I, I find them to be less sphincters than the average middle-class person who is trying so hard to seem like an upper middle-class person. I cannot stand the, I mean, okay. I lived in the suburbs, but I can't stand suburban culture anymore the judge the the judgments and the the bigotries that they don't want to look at just really get to me and that they'd rather continue to hurt people than take a good hard look in the mirror and i was hoping that covid was gonna lead to um kind of an age of more empathy and it's done the opposite like oh, yeah. you know it, no 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 People would rather believe a convenient lie that requires nothing of them than learn the truth and possibly have to get off their butt. And that's a real problem. Well, um, on that funny note, we will uh, leave them laughing and come back after the break. All right. Funny note. 
it wasn't funny. That was sarcasm. Right. But what I can I can be funny. No. I can it, tell jokes. I'm you, funny. You are, in fact, one of, if not the funniest human being I know. Oh no, that's not possible. See, that that's not possible. Because you're a woman? Yeah. No, no. You I, are I, you are without a doubt the only person who can really really make me belly oh no no you're you're just saying that because of a media woke media conspiracy oh yeah there's a there's a room full of people here right now that are all uh poking me with uh pitchforks it's so ridiculous no these guys i I don't actually laugh i don't actually find you hilarious i uh i got i'm being forced these guys who this is what these guys who won't stop eating meat think that it's never. I'll 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 talk about this after the break. It's Let's an example that. of the the lunatic conspiracy theories someone will come up with instead of just changing their mind. Okay, I do Twitch on Tuesday nights. Explain to people what that is. Uh, Twitch. Right now, I'm playing The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, and there's a chat, and we talk. While and people can watch you. Play this game live, yeah. and you make commentaries during the game, which uh, are <laughs> they're very uh, funny. We talk about stuff, and there's one guy. I know he's a good guy, but obviously he'd been, you know, drinking the internet pollution this week because there's new episodes of a show called Futurama. Oh yeah, that uh, uh, yeah, yeah. The, it's come back, right? Right. And Futurama is a show, it's set in the future, it's set in space, I believe on Mars. Uh, Nixon is the president of the world. And is it Nixon they, or Nixon's brain? I think it's Nixon's brain. All right, but, yeah. You know, it gives you the sense of what this show is like. And the guy started off a complaint about the show with not to be racist, but... Oh, which means you're about first, to be racist. First sign, you should probably stop talking. Yeah. Not to is be racist, that. but I'm about to be racist. Yeah. But don't call, that, what that means is I'm about to be racist, but don't call me racist. But don't call me on it. And and my group is not the group to attempt that. So right. he said uh, there's a, a character on the show that is Asian coded. And I had to explain what that meant because that sounds very true. Okay, what does that mean? Well, it, it means the show's not set in our world. So the idea that he's Asian, on there's no Asia on the show. It's on Mars or something like that. But it looks to us like an Asian person. Is it the, the I mean the physical characteristics or is yeah, it a speech the, pattern? Yeah, yeah, both. Well, that well that was the thing. The the character used to be voiced by a white guy. Now he's voiced by a, an Asian American actor. But. The guy referred to him as a foreigner, thinking that was less racist than referring to his race. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The the guy's probably American? Oh, 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 this is the story. Okay, because I always give people chances to pull out of the tailspin. I am pretty chill about this because this happens a lot. I said, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's define foreigner. Are you talking about, you know, Tom Holland playing spider-man who is a guy from new york even though tom holland is british is that the kind of foreigner you're talking about or are you talking about the band i've been that, waiting that came for up. a girl like one, you one person 
uh, in the chat said, Leanna wants to know what love is. Yeah. And I said, I yes, want, I want you to show me. I want you to show me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it didn't mean somebody literally not born in America. It meant somebody who wasn't white. And so I said, ah. okay, give me the name of this voice actor. He gave me the name. He was born in San Francisco. If I could just interject for a moment. Yeah. Um, the truth is that anybody in America who is not Native American well, is technically a yes. foreigner, according to this guy. There there are, no, because he it, it had nothing to do with where they were born and everything to do with the color of their skin. And the guy eventually admitted he made a mistake. And that, I prefer that outcome. A, a couple of people talked to me privately about it afterwards. And I said, you know, I prefer that outcome than having to kick the guy. Because... Well, sometimes people misspeak. They don't know what they're saying. I know some people who are who are older than me who sometimes say things that are indelicate, not realizing they're indelicate and having no uh, intent to be uh, offensive to anybody. They're just of another place, another well, mental place. I have to be really careful because some of the people chatting uh, in in my streams are not um, are, are not North American. And there's a very different set of cultural sensitivities out, outside of, I mean, even outside of America. Canada, we get caught up in America's constant identity crisis. But it, I have to be real careful and I have to give people chances. And personally, I find it better to give a person a chance to write their, right where they're going. Now, credit to this guy, he admitted he made a mistake because what they usually do is they just decide to flame out. They double, triple down. They get nastier and nastier. And I know they know they've made a mistake, but they behave badly. And then well, that's why they're, that's that why they're flaming out. They can't well, yeah. handle having made a mistake in public and they can't. I mean, there's a culture, especially from the U.S., where yeah. uh, admitting you were wrong is weakness and well, like it has to be avoided and which is such nonsense i mean americans and this is maybe a bit of a digression topic for another day but american men especially have the idea of strength and weakness so backwards that it's no surprise that it's a country where guys want to walk around carrying guns in full view when there's no actual need for them to carry a gun this this symbol this external symbol to them of this masculinity and strength they have no idea what is actually strong and what is actually weak because if they did they'd realize they are coming across as the biggest weak the weaklings the biggest snowflakes of anybody we could continue talking about this but then other topics won't get touched. I mean, I, I think this ties into the Trump stuff personally, so it, it isn't it totally off topic. Yeah. Yeah, it will for sure. Um, but I want to quickly just drop in that there was this online rumor this week that a zoo in China, that their sun bear, which oh, is a species that. of bear, was actually a, a person in a suit, in an animal suit. Because, and I admit, I, I had to look a couple times. Well, because the, the bear stands up. there Now, yeah. bears... North American bears do stand up and can walk on two legs. 
Yeah, but um, he, he, his legs are really skinny, and he had kind of a saggy bum. Yeah, but if you look at the foot, there's no way a human yeah, foot is in so there. You, you watch all this Bigfoot stuff, so you know to look for this stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's no, uh, yeah. So uh, it's clearly, but China has a history. They're, some of their their smaller area zoos have a history of this kind of thing. They, uh, at one point, were using a uh, bull mastiff uh, in a cage that they said was a lion. Right. Um, and they did the same with a golden retriever. Well, it's face, right? But, but how do you, what kind of face are you presenting when you're showing somebody a golden retriever and saying, this is a lion, and then the, go- the, the lion barks? <laughs> like, yeah, I that's, mean. Uh, that's something. Well, Leanna, it was expected, but uh, uh, Donald Trump indicted again this past week for uh, basically uh, trying to overthrow the U.S. government. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very serious charges. Conspir- with, conspiracy, yeah. Yeah, conspiracy to, I mean, if you boil it down, conspiracy to overturn uh, the U.S. election, the, the presidential election of uh, 2020. Yeah. Um, and the uh, it, it, the evidence, again, is damning. I think that the uh, Democrats shot themselves in the foot with things like the Russia probe because they yeah, made a lot of they, it and the, the evidence... They oversold it. They oversold it, and the evidence wasn't as compelling. So now, in these indictments for the documents and for this... The evidence that is released in the indictments is so overwhelming that, oh, yeah, yeah, he, he did it. Uh, it's like now it's like, yeah, you did it. What's your defense going to be as opposed to I didn't do it? Um, but it's it's well, rather startling that we're I mean, we're living in a historical period here. It's like I grew up. I was very young, very, very young during Watergate. I had no idea what was going on, but I knew something was going on. And this is another period of uh, this is a stress test for American democracy. And we are living through stuff that will be in textbooks. It'll either be in textbooks in the future or if these guys like Trump Florida. Yeah, yeah, there will not be it will not be in textbooks. By the way, I heard this yesterday. and This is kind of relevant. The uh, the fight about evolution in the United States, Mm -hmm. the first state to say that there could be no mention of evolution in their textbooks, Florida. Yeah, it Florida A hundred years has, ago, Leanna. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it, it's it's yeah. startling, isn't it? Like, this is a former president who undertook to overthrow the democratic system of governance. The, you, know, you know what I find startling? No. I, I think... It, things aren't real for him. I think that, I don't think he's well. No, Trump is very clearly, uh, I mean, he is being used by uh, powers and influences and so on. Uh, As much as he's using the idiots in the crowd and their fear to benefit him, he is, uh, he's, I mean, look, the guy can't tell the truth. He's distanced from reality. He's uh, clearly he- very narcissistic. Like, there's a lot of layers there. He's not a well man. No. And let's face it, the seeds of this whole mess 
started with the Clinton impeach- impeachment. When, oh, yeah, tell me how. Well, Republicans were bringing their mistress to the impeachment hearings. Yeah, in their front rows. They were, yeah, and, he, and remember, he was being impeached for lying to Congress about having had an affair. I mean, keep in mind the the MO, the sincerely held belief of that particular nationalist Christianity wing of America is that everybody thinks exactly like us. Progressives want us dead. So we have to destroy them before they destroy us. Which is kind That's, of crazy. It's, it sounds insane, but if you actually talk to, to these people, they do believe it. They, these are not stupid people. These are frightened people. And oh, there's no, people... yeah, there's no question what we're seeing yeah. is based in a very American. I mean, Americans are xenophobic by nature, but yeah. it's extended not, not just to people from other countries xenophobic. or other skins. It's just anybody else. Americans are afraid of their own neighbors. Yes, that's and... that's that's an extreme case of xenophobia. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess. Yeah, because he's, they're not in your house. That's right. But um, so that's very important to to understand when you're trying to figure out what the heck is going on with America. And they know the Clinton prosecution. It did not affect his duties. It was slimy. He was rotten to his wife. Monica Lewinsky was treated terribly. Terribly. But people generally thought that was that was political. That was not actually a serious threat to democracy. It didn't really rise, but he was impeached. And so now, because people think, well, everybody thinks like me. Everybody has the same morals as me. Everyone would do what I did in my position. They just scream, well, this is a witch hunt. This is malicious prosecution. Because, of course, you know, they tried to impeach Obama, found almost nothing. There's, you know constant drumbeat of going after Biden because of stuff his train wreck son did because Hunter Biden obviously still has some trauma from the fact that, you know, his mother died in a car accident when he was very young. Didn't his sister also die? Yes. Him and Bo, him and Bo were the survivors, including, well, Joe wasn't in the car. Uh, and then Bo died. And then Bo died. I mean, this family has suffered tragedy. But for some odd reason, it doesn't matter how many Republican people. Well, not for some odd reason. The belief is that if you go through hardship, people will attack you. People will be mean. People will have no empathy or compassion. So they do it to other people before the other people can do it to them. That is is the thinking that drives all of this. And so I think there are some people that sincerely believe it's politically motivated. They completely believe he did it. They just don't believe that he should be punished for it because they think the president is basically king because they believe in, in they are authoritarians. They believe in submitting to power and some people matter and some people don't. And that's just the way the world is. Stop complaining about it. Yeah. Um, what's your prediction? Because we we have to go to another break. But what's your yeah. prediction? Can you predict at this point in time whether uh, Trump 
is going to skate away from this uh, the insurrection charges or the overthrow charges, or do you think something's going to stick? Define stick. Um, because a conviction. I mean, this stuff can be tied up in court and appeals and whatnot for ages. All right, Norm- so let me narrow it down. Do you think right. the first time this is tried, there there is a chance of conviction? A chance? Oh, absolutely. They have evidence. The question is whether on some technicality, I mean, Trump doesn't have great lawyers because he doesn't pay his bills. But is there going to be some technicality that prevents certain evidence from being presented? That's going to be what makes or breaks this stuff. And then if he is convicted, you know, because of the nationalization of news and some high profile miscarriages of justice, it's really easy for people to not trust a court decision. So whether it's going to matter whether he he gets convicted or not is really the real question because they'll right. appeal it till the cows come home yeah oh yeah there's no question all right so whether whether he'll that. see you know whether he'll see a day in jail very probably not guys like him don't um that, that doesn't mean he won't be convicted of something Curiously, the uh, the guy who worked in the military who released similar uh, information as Trump did through the documents, um, he's been in jail since he was caught. Trump walks well, but, around, but two tiered uh, legal system. People believe that the president can do whatever he wants, except when it's you know the other side. Yeah, except when the president's a Democrat. Yeah, and All that's right. I mean, critical thinking's hard. Having a moral framework is hard. And I work with people so damaged thinking there's something wrong with them because they have an ethical code and no one around them seems to. And I mean, we can we can talk about some of that another time, but it, I, it, this I encourage isn't harmless. People, I encourage people to read the uh, Rudyard Kipling uh, poem, If. Um, well, and- uh, people people have the right to turn off the news lately. If it's getting too much, if it's upsetting you too much, turn it off. Go watch anime. Or or, or go for a walk. All right, Leanna, only a few minutes left. And, and really, I only want to spend a few minutes on this. Right. The, to me, sad news that Prime Minister Trudeau and his wife, Sophie Gregoire Trudeau, are separating, uh, moving towards a divorce. And yeah. I mean, this is a sad thing in the lives of 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 a family it's nobody should be gleeful over this yeah nobody child's nine yeah nobody should be using this to make political points but of course um people on the political right i don't call them conservatives anymore because they're not conservative people on the political right are enjoying this and they're enjoying um uh, reveling in the misery uh, the human misery of a family. And it's like, are you people are disgusting. Yeah, and it's different flavors of disgusting, isn't it? Because there's the, he couldn't control his woman take. Oh. And, and then there's, it's weird because these are the same people that act, that spread the rumor that their marriage was fake. Well, if their marriage was fake, they wouldn't be separating. That That disproves 
that theory. Yeah, if it was a performance, they'd just carry on with the performance. Right, but they think that this proves that ridiculous nonsense. And I, I do think they're just, this is what hate does. It makes you stupid. And I mean, I personally, I don't know how any marriage, how any marriage weathers the the realities of that job. They spend so much time apart and there's so much nastiness. I mean, the nastiness against the Trudeaus, whether you like them or not, has been on another level in Canadian politics. There, you know, there were rumors about the Harpers, but it didn't the nobody was throwing rocks at Stephen Harper. No, and the, the truth is the uh, Harper rumors have turned out to not be true. Um, and it's just awful. It's just yeah. like, I mean, I, I have a particular have a minute, you know, you know, I, I have a particular sensitivity to this kind of nonsense because of the, the nasty stuff that's been said about me because of the job I did on the late night show. Right. And they always go after women's, fertility sexual desirability but then modesty as well there's no way to win and when you look at sophie gregor trudeau's history with eating disorders and you look at i mean justin trudeau's the way the media treated his mother it there is an extra charge here and i i mean i think they're being incredibly responsible with the way they're handling it. And I don't think people should stay miserable for their children or any other reason. And life's too short. I think that, you know, they say they're setting a bad example for Canadians. I think they're setting a good example for Canadians. They didn't wait until there was some big public blowout that they couldn't deny it anymore. They behaved like grownups. They clearly still care about each other. And it's nobody's business why it happened as long as they put their kids first and set a good example. And I well, think this is the best example they could possibly set. Well, it's yeah. And there's it's no coincidence the number of uh, liberal cabinet ministers and MPs who said, I'm not running again. This bear pit that uh, well, politics has turned into this they're blood coming sport. up our pensions too yeah th this blood sport i wouldn't go people say sometimes and for prime minister i'm like don't you ever say that again well um, i could never run for political office there's too many pictures of my butt on the internet and some some places that'll benefit you um, no sadly it still doesn't it uh, still doesn't and i think that you know, I think it's good that there's a refresh of MPs, unlike in the in the U.S. where people stay around forever. You know, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. But I think they should there should be a refresh. It's better for democracy. But I just think that the. And the media should be ashamed of itself, the elements of it that are participating in the feeding frenzy, because let's face it, the personal lives of journalists are absolute wrecks. And they, of all people, should know what a high-stress job does to intimate relationships. So shame on everybody taking pot shots at these people. They're people. And by the way, 
a journalist who says, all I'm doing is reporting what people are saying online. You are just as culpable as the person online. So well, don't pull, don't play that card with me. You choose how to frame the story. You know, you choose to write about that element. And I'm sorry, opinion isn't facts. What people think about something is not the actual story. Report the facts of something, please. Not what people think about it. Exactly. All right. And out that, we're going to uh, we're going to take our leave for the week. Uh, Liana can be found with uh, her previously mentioned aforementioned in this uh, show podcast. It's not therapy. A great place to go. You don't even need to be someone who who's got a, a, a mental or emotional problem or terrible stress. It's, it's a great place to go just to learn about things in your life that you may have already thought about and get a real sense of of. Uh, clarity about things. It's uh, it's a great place to go. It's available on all podcast platforms and the SiriusXM app. It's called It's Not Therapy. I am on 94.9 The Rock uh, in the GTA, uh, midnight to 5 a.m., Monday to Friday. And it's also available on therock.fm, no matter where you are or what time zone. So uh, that's it. And now, Liana, I turn it to you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.